Support for today's show is brought to you by Outdoor Eyes, nature seen through the eyes of photographer Mel Tulin. Photographs of sunrises, sunsets, wildlife, mountains, beaches, birds, butterflies, and wildflowers are turned into exquisite Outdoor Eyes photo note cards. Each handmade photo nature note card is suitable for framing. With matching photo jewelry, it's a wonderful gift for nature lovers. Outdoor Eyes Cards, more than just a card. Visit her website at OutdoorEyesCards.com. Hey there, you've discovered Mountain Zen Den, the place to connect with nature for mindfulness and personal growth in your life. Naturally. Glad you're here. All are welcome. Come on in. I'm Brett, and I'll be your guide into the virtual wilderness of natural goodness. That is, until you can get back out into the real world of nature. Hopefully today. So how you doing? Are you feeling brilliant today? You know, there have been so many findings and much scientific research on the topic of nature and our overall health and well-being. Scientists are studying everything from how noise levels in our workplace and communities affect us to what colors are the most effective psychologically for calming our spirits and creating a sense of wellness in our lives. There have also been studies on the benefits of forest bathing, how trees affect our health, lower our blood pressure and cortisol levels, and even help reduce stress. I have to admit... I'm not really all that surprised by the findings that nature is definitely good for our health, emotions, and mental state, and that it can now be backed up with scientific evidence. But what is really intriguing is the new research that is proving that exposure to the living world and being in the outdoors can actually make us smarter. We have greater mental acuity after taking a nature walk. Probably the best reason you can give for why nature can make us smart is because nature is smart. Let's face it, nature knows what it's doing. It has been programmed for sustainability and success. This is good news because it reminds us that a sustainable world already exists. In her TED Talk on biomimicry, scientist Janine Benyus says that we have forgotten that we are surrounded by genius. We have and are continuing to learn from nature all of the secrets of what works and what is appropriate on our planet. Biomimicry, in case you don't know, also known as biomimetics, also helps us apply these secrets and knowledge by imitating the models, systems, and elements of nature for the purpose of solving complex human problems. It is the design and production of materials, structures, and systems that are modeled on biological entities and processes. Think of it as sustainable innovation inspired by nature. According to the Biomimicry Institute, and yes, there is one of those, It is an approach to innovation that seeks sustainable solutions to human challenges, and it does this by emulating nature's time-tested patterns and strategies and algorithms. Biomimicry studies how nature waterproofs, how it heats and cools, how it gathers the sun's energy and, and even produces energy, and then biomimicry tries to copy her secrets. Scientists now admit that the best way to find solutions and answers for our problems is by studying nature. A few examples of biomimicry might be copying the architecture of veins and plants and tree leaves, which are the world's best water distribution network, by the way. Learning to make paper from wasps and hornets, or maybe mimicking the biomechanics of a gecko's feet for adhesion. 
You get the idea. It's important to remember we're not the first to build with design in mind. We're not the first ones to process cellulose or to optimize packing space. And we're definitely not the first inventors of waterproofing or of heating and cooling systems. Nature and her creator always have her priorities in order. Throughout the ages, wise men and women, great thinkers and writers, philosophers, musicians, and artists have tapped into nature for wisdom and for creativity. Creative genius is not the accumulation of knowledge, but rather the ability to see patterns in the universe and to be able to detect hidden links between what is and what could be. In a speech given for Henry David Thoreau's funeral service, Ralph Waldo Emerson, one of Thoreau's good friends, touted Thoreau's many talents, including the fact that, quote, he was a good swimmer, runner, skater, boatman, and would probably outwalk most countrymen in a day's journey. The length of his walk uniformly made the length of his writing. If shut up in the house, he did not write at all. We can see how these walks and his mindful and intentional observant immersion in nature stimulated creativity and had a practical living application. In his book, The Nature Principle, Richard Louv points out that Thoreau's outdoor experiences made him a sought-after land surveyor, not only because of his ability to outline boundaries with precision, but he could also expound on ecological workings of an area in great detail. An amateur stream watcher and river gazer, he understood the secrets of local waters long before professional hydrologists took their measures. Einstein used to take walks in the woods every day on the Princeton campus. This is where many of his Eureka moments came from. Beethoven loved long walks through the countryside for the sheer pleasure of it and for creative inspiration as well. He was known to literally hug the linden tree in his backyard and even dedicated symphonies to landscape. In fact, his Symphony No. 6, Pastoral Symphony, was inspired by his love of nature. He wrote, The woods, the trees, and the rocks give man the resonance he needs. In 1977, a proponent of nature-based education, the late Edith Cobb, suggested that geniuses share one thing in common, transcendent experiences in nature in their early years. Inspiration, creativity, and insight are among nature's greatest gifts. We've long suspected this, but now nature is proving it. Richard Louv also says, studying the impacts of the world on the brain is actually a scandalously new idea. We are now making new discoveries every day that give us good reason to immerse ourselves in the living world for mental growth and psychological health as well. So what does all this have to do with mindfulness anyway? Everything. Nature helps us be more focused and less agitated and distracted. She teaches us to slow down and listen to the natural rhythms of the world and of our bodies and overall personal state. She teaches us that everything has a place, a time, and a purpose, and in doing so, we become much more aware and mindful. Understanding these truths should help us allow nature to guide us in our thoughts and plans and daily meditations, which is exactly what we're going to do now. Now, we've done this meditation before, but maybe... Just maybe having a new realization and understanding of just how good the natural world around us is for us, and for our brains as well as our bodies, we'll have a deeper, more meaningful experience connecting with ourselves and our world through mindfulness. So now relax, get comfortable, and begin by taking three deep cleansing breaths.
Picture yourself in your favorite nature setting and ask whatever questions come to your mind. If nothing comes to mind, no worries. Just relax and be, allowing the scene to envelop and heal and grow you. Enjoy. Awesome. Study nature. Let where you live be your university. So here's our quote for the day and it's by Oprah Winfrey. Your IQ can tell you what you can do, but it can't tell you how to do it. Whoa, that's deep. Go to nature and her creator. I believe all the answers are there if we ask the right questions and are seeking with an open heart and mind. So be brilliant and get outside today. Thanks so much for being here today. If you found this helpful and enjoyed the show, share it with someone you know who might enjoy it as well. Always remember, life is a gift. Nature's a gift. And you are a gift back to the world. See you tomorrow.